The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Thursday, June 11th. Oh, this is the second time. Uh, we It's our second podcast of the day on June 11th because we were doing the All 32, craftily named by producer Devo. And we run through all 32 NFL teams, and we are chatting Packers with good friend of the program, Aaron Nagler. Aaron, what's up, buddy? Not much, Will. Thanks a lot for having me. Honored to be here talking Packers with you on the All 32. So that means on the All-32, we have uh, today on June 11th, we have both the Vikings and the Packers. I can't believe it's June 11th. I what know. happened? What, crazy. I can't even believe it. We're like almost in mid-June. It's yeah. going to be training camp before you know it. It's crazy. Well, knock on wood, we get training camp. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm proceeding with hope, Will. Nothing but hope right in front of me. I, I, I like to roll into things with a backup plan, which seems to be what the Packers <laughs> did this offseason. Um, nice yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a professional. Uh, look, so <laughs> I was excited to have you on because now you've been on this program. A couple, I think you've been on the show a couple times, right? A couple times, at, yeah. At least, yeah, at least once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're, we're good pals. Uh, we've, you know, hung out in real life. We have gotten wasted at the combine. Um, indeed. And you have been a persistent tweeter of <laughs> who, me? Pro, I don't. I want to say pro Packer, Packers propaganda, which actually, <laughs> some uh, would say. Some would no, say. No, I would say. All right. I there are not many people out there who defended the Jordan Love pick as well as the AJ Dillon pick. You did it, so I would say I would ask you this: Why? Uh, you know, here's the thing. It's not so much a defense of the picks, right? It's just trying to acknowledge the fact that we have no idea, we have zero clue how these picks are going to work out. I understand that the draft industrial complex works itself up into a lather when teams go against the grain or don't do what is expected. Fans especially spend months consuming this content and finding these names and creating their lists, etc. And then when teams, especially the Packers, do something that flies in the face of that, people get all up in arms and the grades come out and people fail their draft and blah, blah, blah. And all I want is a little acknowledgement that, look, we all know draft grades aren't wor- worth the pixels they're printed with. Let's let things play out and see how things develop and maybe the reasoning behind the Jordan Love pick and the A.J. Dillon pick and whoever knows what Elver pick. Maybe they had some reasonings. Maybe let's watch and see how they develop and see how the team actually utilizes that talent. Maybe they have a plan. I don't know. Call me crazy. I know. It's not. No, 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 no. The Packers have won eight boatload of games it's not like they're just like sitting back like flying blind and and i would say too that and i i tried to do this uh throughout throughout the process of of discussing because it's easy right it is easy to like sit back and just uh hot like i mean like in this draft which is a deep draft and a good first round with a lot of wide receivers a ton of wide receiver talent no doubt multiple like there weren't, it was a lot, a lot of times in the, over the past three or four years, just because for whatever reason, college classes have been a little bit deeper. 
Um, it's hard to find – everybody has to find a winner's or a loser. Everybody has to find a good grade, bad grade. It's yep. hard to find losers in a deep draft, and the Packers and Aaron Rodgers were an easy uh, a cherry a to pick. super easy target. And especially when – look, you know the narrative that's out there now about running backs when you talk about the devaluing of the position, and then the Packers turn around and pick a bigger bruising back in the second round. You knew the internet was going to have a field day with that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's this whole idea of – and what's really odd about that pick to me, and this is where I'm on board with kind of scratching my head, because if you look at the Packers' MO, whether it's with Gutekunst or Ted Thompson or whoever's been in charge, basically their personnel group as a whole has seemed to operate in that regard. Meaning, yeah, they, they picked a bunch, they picked three backs in a row a couple of years ago, and they obviously found a gem in Aaron Jones, found a really productive guy in Jamal Williams. Uh, you go back to, when Ted Thompson was in charge and when they didn't make the trade for Marshawn Lynch, what they did do that year was turn around and snag somebody off of Atlanta's practice squad. That's been traditionally their approach to that position. So to see them turn around and then use a premium pick on a running back. uh, Yeah. I got to admit I was surprised, but again, they love that player. They wanted to make sure he was on their team and they certainly did that. Okay. So let me ask you this. If AJ Dillon, and I think I think here's the thing that worked against the Packers as well is that where they were in the yes. first round, yep. um, they missed out on a a run of wide receivers. Like they a bunch did. a bunch more wide receivers went in the first round than they thought that they would. I mean, Jalen Rager goes earlier than than people probably thought uh, to to the Eagles. Then the Vikings grab Justin Jefferson. Then Brandon Ayuk goes to the 49ers, and all of a sudden, who by the way traded up to to make sure they got Ayuk. Got him, all of right, a sudden, right. if you're the if you're the Packers, you're like, okay, if we don't love T. Higgins and Michael Pittman, we don't want to take a, a wide receiver with our first round pick. But they well, did. Then, here's but, the other thing, though. Yeah. You have to think they had uh, the plan had to be going into this draft that they were going to get Jordan Love. There's no way they're sitting there. At thirty, well, see, and they, this is then well, they this trade is why, up. They use a fourth round pick to go up and get him. It's clear that that was the plan. You know well, what I mean? Well, and that's that's why I push and like I, I again I try to like play devil, devil's devil's avocado, if you will, with <laughs> myself. Um, like in the sense, it's sort of like the Aaron Rodgers thing in the sense that, oh, hey, look, you know, we have a we have a Hall of Fame quarterback on the roster. 35 years old, playing great MVP caliber football, and we drafted somebody in the first round. Like, what are we doing? At the same time, it's not like the Aaron Rodgers thing because, like, Aaron Rodgers could have been the first overall pick. It was between him and Alex Smith. And and that's the pushback uh, you've heard a lot of Right, in the unexpected fall. And I agree with you. Like, the plan couldn't have been, oh, you know, if Jordan Rodgers – if Jordan Love – Jordan Rodgers. If Jordan Love falls (laughs) – Jordan Rodgers. Boy, what a slip. Yeah, I know. Right, of course, it was Jordan (laughs) Rodgers. But it's like if Jordan Love falls this far, and then you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's there at – Right. Uh, he's there at 26. It's like he was always going to be there at 26. Or he was, likely. most likely. Uh, I just have to think that in their evaluation, now it could be wrong, it could be right. We'll find out. That's the, the joy of this. And that's what is going to make it so difficult for the next couple of years because you know they're not going to force him out of the field. They don't need to. They've right. got Aaron Rodgers locked up for another three, four years. So we're going to have to sit here and wait and watch the little snippets we get of training camp and preseason action, et cetera, um, but you look at his athletic upside, you look at his ceiling. I understand it. I, I get, you especially look at that 2018 tape and you get oh, yeah. it, man. Like that kid, he has some incredible, incredible stuff on tape. Now, if he comes, if he comes out of the, I, I, I made this point a couple of months ago, I think, but like if he, if, 
if you took his 2018 and 2019, right, and Joe Burrow's 2018 and 2019, and you flipped both, <laughs> flipped them up, yeah, like yeah, if, yeah. if Burrow's like if Burrow's like wins a title in 2018 and then lays an egg in 2019, right. people are like, whoa, whoa, yep. how do you yep. follow that up with that? Whereas yep. if Love takes a step from this year into 2018, people are like, this kid, this kid could be the first overall pick. I mean, like that's and th- that's the other thing too is there's so many kind of external things that he couldn't control in 2019. I mean, obviously the turnovers went way up. Uh, but he lost a ton of his supporting cast. He had a new coaching staff. And those are all factors. You know, those are all things that the coaching staff and especially the personnel group are going to look at. Again, in their determination, they see a really talented kid who could turn into something special. And that's why they felt it necessary to go get him. Again, they could be wrong. They could be right. But it's clear that that is the plan, that he is the guy. I mean, Ron Wolf had Brett Favre. Ted Thompson had Aaron Rodgers. Ryan Gutekunst has laid his claim and planted his flag on Jordan Love. And, and look, it's and that's the other hypocritical thing when we're like, the Packers are idiots. It's like, listen, every time somebody doesn't have a transition at quarterback, they get called an idiot. So which, and there's the thing. What's the worst time to look for a quarterback when you, don't you need one? one. Right. Yeah. I mean, it absolutely is. But the problem, and then the 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 counter push to that is, why did they give Aaron Rodgers the contract? And I think well, that's sort of the that's sort of the, the question. Like if, because hey, if you get to, if you get Jordan Love's fifth year option and you're trying to decide if you want right. to sign him, if you, you want to move, that's yeah. that that is. I mean, it flies in the face of the modern NFL in the sense of we've seen a lot of teams, not a lot of teams, we've seen several teams have success building a big, a roster around a rookie quarterback contract. Right. And that's, that's kind of the, the new way. Uh, and the Packers certainly don't seem to be in a position to take advantage of that. If they're going to be sitting love for at least two years. Now there are all sorts of like new fangled ways they can work basically jettisoning Rogers out after one year, if they want, sure. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think he's there for at least two more years. Okay. But I hear you on the contract. The only thing I would say is it's, the thing that never gets talked about when it comes to that extension, no one mentions the fact that Rodgers, when they signed him to that extension, he was heading into a year where uh, actually the rest of his uh, past contract had zero guaranteed money in it, left in it. Mm. So he was going to take the basically take the field that year with zero guarantee. Do you, and, and how do you think that sits with a Hall of Fame quarterback? I just never, you know, and that's the thing. I just don't. There was no no rumblings of it, nothing reported, but I have to think that if push had come to shove, Aaron may have not thrown a stink, but it, it, things could have gotten dicey between him and the Packers. So especially for a guy who played way below market value for a number of years. Sure. I remember, you know, years past when Mark Sanchez was making more than Aaron Rodgers, you know? <laughs> Which, it, say that out loud. And right? he did and he did that for years. Yeah. So I think the With, without by the way the credit that Tom Brady per, like, gets all the time. Gets. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it was the 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 franchise probably moved uh, you know in in deference to what he had done, the fact that there were so many people in that building who have jobs because of him. Sure. Uh you know, I, I think they did make a little bit of the cardinal sin where you pay someone for what they've done rather than what you project them to do. Uh, but hell, if there's a guy in the NFL who's earned it, it's Aaron Rodgers. Sure. I mean, look, he brought him a Super Bowl and, and came pretty close to doing it last year. I think the one thing, and again, this is not something Aaron Rodgers did, but I, and I, and I don't, you know, I don't know how they could have done it to structure it better, but like, right. take a bigger cap hit early on in the contract. 
Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, stru- it, structure it was interesting. Like, structure it so, and, yeah. and look, Aaron Rodgers is not going to sign a deal where there's no guaranteed money in 2022 and 2023, and the Packers exactly. can just walk away from it. I mean, they, right. you know, $17 million dead cap hit in 2022 is not crazy. So I think you're right. Two years is, is probably the minimum you have. The, it's the first realistic exit point. It really is. And, and look, and he's obviously, I mean, he already did uh, one adjustment uh, a couple months ago prior to the start of the offseason where he, uh, you know, he, he switched up some bonus money to free up about $11 million worth of cap space for him this year. So it's not like he's, you know, completely closed off to the idea of reworking things and giving them a little help, et cetera. But, yeah, I, I think it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they navigate those waters. There's no doubt that – it's so funny. I was doing a Twitter Q and A the other night, and someone said, "You know, over under two point five years until Jordan Love makes his first start." I'm like, "How do you not take the under on that?" Well, yeah. Do you think they're going to let him sit for two and a half years? Right. I'd, also, I'd be shocked. Also, if like Aaron Rodgers, if the Packers are three and thirteen, or thirteen and oh three, my gosh, or, or, or two, or or yeah. three and you know, whatever. Let's say they're six yeah. and six, right, and right. they're out of the playoff hunt. Yep. They're going to start love in week 17. They're, they're going to, they're going to try and get him on the field at least. Or he gets some hurt. Kind of Timeshare I mean, or he gets hurt. Exactly. I mean, here's the other thing that, you know, doesn't get addressed a whole lot, but Aaron Rodgers is not, you know, the Superman we got used to for so long. You know, he's definitely not the run the table version that we saw in 2016. Yeah. He had a decent year last year. For him, a decent year is better than most quarterbacks, especially numbers wise, but you don't have to look much further than, you know, tape against some of the better defenses to see that he's not the guy who carried this team for a decade plus. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, but it's clear that, you know, he's on the, he's on the back nine of his career as he had, that is, those are his words. I mean, just by his age. I don't think it's crazy for the Packers to be looking to the future for a transition. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk uh, Packers defense. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, so uh, Green Bay, this is like Brian Gutekunst came in, and and Aaron, this feels like uh, 400 years ago when he took over. <laughs> right. But, like, he comes in and does the thing that Ted Thompson had steadfastly refused to do forever outside of the Charles Woodson signing. And he makes a splash in free agency and he brings in the uh, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith and the Packers defense. Uh, I mean, I, I think took a big leap forward. Felt like it. right? <laughs> that's, that's the question, right? Is it did. I mean, in the sense yeah. of they, they improved, they got off the quarterback in a way they hadn't in the last couple of years, but look, Brian took advantage of the fact just, he took advantage of the moment, right? 
it was clear. I mean, even before they suffered a ton of injuries on the defensive side of the ball in 2018, it was very clear that they were not up to snuff talent-wise. The talent level had completely eroded. Uh, a lot of that was due to the fact that Ted Thompson had had been deteriorating himself those last few years in charge. Russ Ball, who was very uh, a cap wizard, who has no business making personnel decisions, was making some personnel decisions, mm. and. Murphy finally made the transition to Brian Gutekunst and Brian saw an opportunity where they had a ton of cap space. He knew they needed a complete overhaul on defense. And that's what he did between the Smith signings, the Adrian Amos signing, and then two first round picks, both on the defensive side of the ball. Clearly he saw what needed to be done. Now you could argue kind of let things go as far as the wide receiving group, et cetera, like their weapons on offense, uh, I think the signing of Jimmy Graham is one of the worst moves he's made, but you cannot argue with the fact that the defense did turn around and it's, it definitely struggled against the run. We all saw that in the NFC championship game. I think it was a theme all year long, although they, they did a better job of kind of clamping down the second half of the season, but you cannot deny they got after the quarterback. Uh, their pass defense was much improved. And again, they, they forced a ton of turnovers and they were great in the red zone. And you're going to win a lot of football games with that kind of mix of components. And I think, you know, I don't expect them to take much of a drop this year. But the big question is, is can they stop the run? Because they really struggled there last year. Right. And you have a, a bunch of teams in the division, too, in the Bears, uh, Vikings, and you know. Lions, all of whom want – and the Packers played those teams pretty well last year. But, like, they all want to run the football. Like, we've been asking, like, everybody, what is a, a successful season for their team? I mean, I, like I, I'm gonna, I've said it all offseason. I'll continue to say it through camp, uh, barring injury, because that's always the caveat, right? Um, it, it, I very much expect them to have not as many wins, probably hovering around 10, 11 wins, uh, maybe not even win the division, but I do think they'll make the playoffs. And after that, anything can happen. We've seen it a million times in the NFL, especially in recent vintage. Uh, it will be interesting to see how much this really odd offseason plays into not just the season in general, but especially the start of the season. I think yes. teams with more continuity yep. are going to be in a better position. And obviously the Packers have a ton of it because they didn't make a ton of moves. They didn't upset their apple cart, so to speak, when it comes to personnel. So I think especially on offense, that really helps them going into a second year. Most of the pieces they had last year are back. Um, and they've added a few. So, yeah, I think 10-11 wins is probably where, where I expect them to be now. Could they win 13 games again? Yeah, absolutely. Could they, you know, could they become a real kind of force? I don't know. You know, the NFC, it's pretty wide open. I think you see the top teams. I think the Packers could beat any one of them other than the 49ers, who I think is the kind of the bug, the bugaboo, right? The, the, the monster under the bed, so to speak, when it comes to Packers fans, at least when they look at this 49ers team, well, whooped them twice last year. It's like, wow, how have we improved in that it, regard? It almost felt a little bit like, Remember when Baker Mayfield kicked the crap out of Hugh Jackson? Not a <laughs> yeah. little like that with right, like right, Kyle right, Shanahan right. and Mike Patton. Kyle and, and yeah, a little bit. I feel that. I definitely feel that. To me, not even talking about the relationships between the staffs or the players or anything, but to me, it really harkened back to when the Packers were knocking on the door for years in the nineties when Favre and the Packers could never get past the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. The Cowboys were just bigger, stronger, faster. I mean, both of those games, you, you got to look at that tape and say, yeah, 49ers are just bigger, stronger, faster. Uh, both so, of them ass kickings. Yeah. I so mean, it's like, I don't see if they run into that buzzsaw again, 
I mean, they do play them in the regular season again. God help us on a short week in prime time. Uh, you know, I don't expect things to change significantly. I think they need better plans on both sides of the ball. But uh, for the most part, otherwise, I don't see a team that they should fear. I don't see a team that you go in there thinking, oh, they're going to lose this one. Uh, you know, so that's all you can ask. Just get in the dance. I, I think they will. Then anything can happen. I would agree with that. I think expanded playoffs makes it very likely that the Packers get in. I would not take the over on their win total at ten. Right. I, I don't know right. that I would I take. Feel the, that. I, I don't know that, that I would take the under at nine though either. Like I don't. I don't. I wouldn't. I'm not banking on this team being an eight win team. And it's entirely. It's in the like. It's it's in the realm. But it's of poss- entirely possible. That's right. the thing. You can't. You cannot possibly be an even kind of you know passerby observer of the NFL. You shouldn't be. There are lots think, of them, but you shouldn't yeah. be. <laughs> but, you know, and not think, okay, yeah, I could see how that would be. The, the things go, they don't win the close ones like they did last year. Uh, maybe, you know, the offense is just continues to kind of stub its toe at times, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden they're, they're nine and seven, eight. And eight. Uh, Aaron Negler of Cheesehead TV, good friend of the program. Always fun to talk to you, buddy. Uh, Packers could be a big season coming up. Well, I can't wait to find out. Let's, oh God, we're so close. Please we're so close. Football. Please give us football. Just give us football. I don't care if there's no fans. I don't care. I'll, I'll, I'll wear earmuffs on my head. I don't care. Just give me <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Will. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.